and welcome to another episode of the Warhorse Journal podcast, where we chat with authors, artists, and authentic equestrians from across the country and around the world. It is with great pleasure that we welcome our next guest to the show. She's not just a world-renowned motivational speaker, but also an accomplished author, writer, and champion in the rodeo arena. She has won over 70 belt buckles, numerous saddles, and a plethora of championships under her belt. She is a true icon in the equestrian world. You may recognize her as the subject and co-producer of the inspiring Netflix movie, Walk, Ride, Rodeo. Her story is one of resilience and triumph over adversity. She has touched the hearts of millions around the globe. Join me today in welcoming Miss Amberly Schneider to the Warhorse Journal podcast. Hi, Amberly. Thank you for being on the Warhorse Journal. Well, thanks for having me. I was looking at your website today, Amberly, and I saw this beautiful photo of you, and you have written across there the words, get back on the horse. Can you tell me what that phrase embodies to you? Yeah, I feel like, you know, in my life, I have always loved horses, and I've always always liked riding horses, and then, of course, I was involved in an accident where then I was in my chair, and so riding a horse was potentially not a possibility. So for me in my life, I had to get back on that horse, but I think it applies to even bigger than that. You know, it doesn't have to be a horse per se. It could be something that you just love to do. And there's always that saying of getting back on that horse. And I feel like now I get to embody that actual, that actual part of that triumph, uh, you know, overcoming those challenges. And I I encourage other people to do the same so that we can all get back on the horse. I just rewatched your movie walk ride rodeo which is currently playing on netflix and i would encourage our listeners if they haven't already seen your movie to go watch walk ride rodeo um i have to tell you i do not cry very easily i think the last time i cried was when my horse died but um your some reason your story brings tears to my eyes um your truck crash scene just took my breath away and I was thinking, was this really hard for you? You co-produced this movie. Was this really difficult for you to have to see that played out again? I mean, that was one of the things that was kind of a risk of of even doing the movie. When I was asked if I wanted to have it filmed again, that was one of the things that I really did tell people is it was hard enough for my family to go through the first time. I didn't want them to have to relive that. But my family felt like that was going to be a benefit and it could help more people, which they were absolutely right. And so... There was, there was a lot of emotions in filming that movie. Good things, bad things, stressful things. I mean, everything that you can think of when you're on set watching your, your life get played before you. Sometimes it didn't even feel real because, I mean, you're watching other people do it, but it could hit you later. And, yeah, there was a lot that went into that in uh, producing that movie so that, you know, people can hopefully find inspiration from that all over the world. In the movie, there was one point where you seemed like you were frustrated, fed up, and you thought, I'm done with horses. Like you, in the movie, it says that you told your mom to sell your horses. You were angry. Um, I think everybody with horses has maybe faced that at one time or another, either finances or something scary or the loss of another horse. I, I mentioned when we had to put one of our horses down due to EPM, you know, I couldn't go to the barn for two weeks. I didn't want to even see my other horses. So Was that a reality for even a moment that you thought, I'm just kind of done? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, that part is very real. When I told my mom, you know, this isn't what I was, this isn't what I was planning on. This isn't what I was 
going to have, you know, I mean, I've, I've loved horses and I rode them and I have all these plans and all these dreams and goals that I want to accomplish. And then now here I am in a situation that I can't do it like I could before. And the odds are definitely stacked against me. I mean, heck, even now I can tell you I have a disadvantage in the arena. So yeah, there was a time when I just told my mom, I'm not doing it. This just isn't, this isn't going to be me anymore. And thank goodness she didn't sell my horses. She knew better than that, but I had to reevaluate just who I was and and my value as a person, and even if it wasn't the same, could I still love it? And I'm really glad that we did, so that I could all come back and get back on and still compete and still do what I love to do. You have a huge fan base, Amberly, and I saw in the movie where you were going through some of the letters, um, is there anybody that you could, could highlight that had reached out to you that really stood out to you? You know, oh, I, I wouldn't even know how to pick one. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's been so many that that have left like an impact on me mm-hmm. you know throughout the time and some people that their lives wouldn't wouldn't even be where they are they wouldn't even want to be here if not for hearing my story and those ones that reach out to me you know humble me and remind me that I'm where I'm supposed to be I think you like you mentioned um before that your story has literally gone the circumference of the world that you've had people reach out all over the place. Um, this kind of started with your book and uh, even your horsepower became a briar model. And then you were approached about this movie. And I believe it was the right choice for you to, to agree to go ahead and have this movie created because it certainly touched me. And I think one of the things that stood out the most about you Amberly, is if somebody saw you, they could just see you're very vivacious and sparkly and positive but I know that you're familiar with dealing with the negatives and that it can be misconstrued if somebody just thought, okay, you know, you came up with this philosophy and then you never had a bad day again, right? Like like at the end of the movie where it says you, the one thing every day you can pick is your attitude and then pick a good one because that's what you need to live with. But you, you have bad days also, I'm sure. And how do you deal with those? Oh, we absolutely, everybody has bad days. And I like to tell people that it's okay that you have bad days. I I think sometimes our world tries to tell us that, you know, you're just supposed to be positive all the time and you're supposed to be okay and you're supposed to be happy, but that's not really realistic. I mean, the world is hard and life is hard and things don't go the way that we plan. And so, yeah, you are allowed to have bad days, me included. And mm-hmm. I do have them, but I've learned that I can have a bad day, but it doesn't mean I have a bad life. I mean, I'm very lucky and very blessed with so many things that I have. I remind myself on those bad days that somebody is praying for what I have. And when I think about that, uh, it's very humbling and it's very, it puts you into perspective of like, okay, somebody else is in a position that they could just only dream of what I have. And even though that I'm frustrated and I'm upset, which I'm allowed to be, I need to be, you know, reminded of what does go right and what I do have that that I love. And I tell you what, that'll definitely cheer you up on those days that it's just not going the way that you plan. Yeah, I spoke with um, a three-time Tevis completer, Erin Glassman, on the last episode of Endurance Horse Podcast. She went through a bad accident off of a green horse that laid her up for quite a while. And then she talked about the mentality of coming back after having been thrown or having an accident happen. I think everybody listening has had something like that scare them to get back on the horse again. How did you get over that? Because not only 
were you trying to relearn to ride without pressure of your legs against the horse, but you also had a pretty serious fall where you broke your femur. How did you work on the mentality of getting back to trusting your horse again? Man, I I wish there was like an easy answer to that, but it was even a longer process than I planned on. You know, I'm already careful about what horses I get on because I don't I don't need to ride anything that's crazy or stupid or, you know, is going to hurt me. And so I'm, I'm already pretty picky about what I ride, but and that was an accident with Legacy. He didn't do anything wrong. It was just bad ground at that rodeo. But it did affect me more than I thought it would mentally in my runs. I felt like I was uh, trying to play it safe for a while. And I just decided I had to put me and him in a situation that we could be successful. So I went to places where I knew the ground was safe and built that confidence back up so that I could ask him for what I needed to to be competitive at the level I want to be. And then we moved back into the rodeo world. And uh, I still am pretty choosy about where I run because I don't want to put us in a situation to get hurt again that doesn't do anybody any good. But, uh, yeah, I had to learn a lot from that as far as where I run him at and what circumstances I'm willing to put us in. And he's a lot safer now. One of the things that I love slash get frustrated with about him is that if he feels like the ground is dangerous, he safeties himself up like he doesn't want to fall again. What do you look for in a barrel horse? Oh, man. For me, I I want something with a little bit of fire. They have to have fire in themselves because I can't pedal a horse along. You know, they have to want to just get up and go by themselves. Obviously, the confirmation and and the bloodlines, those are going to play a part. But I also need something that is sensitive enough to how I have to communicate with them. I mean, doing everything with my hands and my voice, they have to want to respond to that. And I've had horses that take advantage of my legs not working. And then I have horses who step up and work, you know, in spite of them not working. So I need horses that are also going to want to be successful in that realm. What made you fall in love with your sport and what makes you keep going strong with it? You know, I think it's just been ingrained in me. I think it's just in my blood that I've wanted to do something with horses. And horse girls can relate to that. Once horses are in your blood, it just doesn't go away. And then when I started to to compete in rodeo, I just fell in love with it. I mean, it was what I absolutely enjoyed to do. And I still do to this day, obviously. Um, Which, I mean, everyone has that, right? You have something that makes your heart happy. I always tell Mm -hmm. people you have something that... There are things in our world that make us happy, right? Maybe Mm -hmm. food or music or not. And then there are things that make your heart happy. And if you can find that, you should should never let that go. And, And I feel like my horses and competing in this sport that I love is is a part of that. Is there any other equine discipline that you've thought about giving a try? You know, I jumped when I was little. I did the English realm. I did show jumping and three-day eventing, and and I loved that. It was getting hard to do both with Rodeo World and the English World, so I had to pick one or the other. Um, But I did that, and and I do love jumping, and I miss jumping, but that was kind of a decision I had to make then. And a couple weeks ago, I was in a, a cutting horse show, for a charity in Texas, and I absolutely loved that. Like, there is a part of me that's like, okay, could I maybe cut and run, <laughs> run barrels, and how could I pull? That was absolutely fun. Do you think you will? Do you think you'll pursue that a little bit? Oh, man, I don't know if I could afford to do both. Yeah. The horse world is expensive. So it is. Yeah. I, I need to figure out if that's something that I could afford to do or what I would have to get up for that, give up for that. I don't know yet. I, I need mm-hmm. to do a little more research. Mm-hmm. Those are some pretty cool horses, though, that are naturals at oh that. Oh, my gosh. 
They are so athletic and so talented. I was wondering, because we were talking a little bit about the mentality of the horse being so important. How do you keep your barrel horses mentally healthy? Because I have, I think the last time I ran barrels was in 4-H, like many decades ago. And I bet my fastest time barely broke 20 seconds. So it was definitely uh, not even a second, third sport or something for me because I did the show jumping too. I did notice a lot of horses brains get a little scattered when they get hyped up about running. So how do you train your horses to keep their brain the way you like it? That is a challenge for everybody Mm -hmm. is trying to keep I'm that's as, as much of a challenge as even physically keeping them happy as mentally keeping them happy. And so I try to ride my horses out of the arena a lot and, you know, keep them happy that way. I do other things like I'll rope the dummy at home, like track a dummy and rope that with them and help them there, go out and ride on the trail. I mean, I think that's important. It's, it's all of those things in order to keep our horses mentally wanting to be there, you know, making them love their job as much as we love our job. And I, I don't know if I can do it perfect all the time. I think sometimes my horses get sick of it. But if I'm doing it right, then uh, they end up being pretty happy. So, Amberly, do you teach barrels? Do you give clinics? I know you've mentioned you've gone to several clinics, but have you ever hosted a clinic? I do. I actually do clinics um, all the time. Do you have any pointers? I know. I know at least one couple that listens to this podcast that in Massachusetts that does a lot of barrel racing and other speed events. So would you have any pointers for them on how to get a little bit better pattern ran? You know, I feel like the biggest thing is always time. Like there's nothing that that can replace the time you spend at the horse. That's even something that I sometimes fail at because I'm so busy with other things that I don't just spend the time with my horses that I want to. It's actually one of the reasons I sold a couple horses last year because I was spread too thin. And that's the first thing is just spending time. Nothing can replace that. And two, you know, pick something that your horse loves to do and try to make it fun for them so that they can enjoy their job. And uh, outside of that, I always tell people check out Between the Reins. It's a social media, it's a group that, of barrel racers because they do drills and tips and tricks all the time. And heck, they're going to be able to teach you even more than me. Mm-hmm. We talked about the, you know, making the movie was sometimes difficult, but what is your... You're going to be in Madison, Wisconsin this April um, talking, but what was your main point that you wanted to get across to people watching this movie? I think everybody listening should definitely watch Walk, Ride, Rodeo. Well, I think that if you need some motivation or inspiration or, you know, to be reminded that, that life is hard and it's okay to admit that life is hard, I hope that they can relate to, we all have challenges and we're all going to have tough things that we go through. And regardless of those tough things, we get to decide what we are capable of. What else do you have planned for the year? Um, are you going to be at the Midwest Horse Fair all three days? I will be there. Let me think. I think I am going to be there all three days at that one. Yeah, I think I do come in for all three days on that one. So I, I know I'll have some clinics every day. I know I'll have um, a speech one of the days. So yeah, and I'll, I'll, have, I'll bring some merchandise with me when I go there. So a lot of fun things planned. So if some one of your fans has their your book that they could buy it on Amazon or they can buy it directly off your website, I think has a link to your Amazon. They could maybe, are you going to do any autographs? I will do them there. Yeah. I'll bring autographs that I can sign. I'll bring merchandise to sell. Um, I'll have some of my books there. I'll have all of those things, but on Amazon, you can buy my book on Amazon like ahead of time if you wanted to and bring it. 
and I can sign it there. They don't come signed, but I will also have some for purchase there. You mentioned um, trail riding. Do you trail ride often? Or is that the main cross training you do for your horses? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I just do anything to keep them mentally sharp and physically sharp. So that's drills at home, on or off the barrels. And then, yeah, riding, there's a trail that kind of like a canal road that is by my house. So they get walked and loped and worked on that quite a bit. Sometimes we do round pen work. I mean, anything, we, we change it up quite a bit. One thing I wanted to ask you was about your mentality as a competitor, because you are a top competitor. Do you ever have to deal with nerves or being raised by competitive parents? Did that just kind of come natural to you? Do you have butterflies, no butterflies, or how do you deal with that? Oh, I get nervous before every run. I can't even say that I don't. Maybe at jackpots I do okay, but like rodeos and, and big bigger events I mean I get nervous for every run I think that's because I I know I want to do well and so that adrenaline kicks in I am very competitive I've been raised in a competitive family with my parents I've also been raised to know that you have to work hard in order to be successful and I know that that plays a big role but I mean I get nervous I always try to do everything I can that by the time I hit that alleyway I'm confident for me and my horse to go in there and do our best job it doesn't always go the way that you plan but that is how I hope to be when I walk up that alleyway. How do you handle it, let's say, if a barrel gets pushed down? How do you handle that and keep that from tearing you down a little? I, you know, it does make me kind of mad. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even, it's like, I handle it very great because sometimes I really don't. Um, I, I try to focus on what went right. But I definitely do get frustrated when we tip a barrel or put ourselves in a position that we could have placed or could have done well if we hadn't. And I'm still working on that. I can't even say I'm great at it. I'm working on being able to focus on what goes right versus wrong and appreciating those runs anyway. Towards the end of your movie, you and your mom are talking in Iowa and your mom's like a typical mom like me and says, you know, remembers the journey, be thankful for being here. I thought, wow, that just sounds like something I would say, you know, what your mom was saying. And then, you know, your your character says, can it be a little bit about winning? And I thought there has to be a little bit more of a gem there because I find that's a hard mentality to go between of not letting yourself get too caught up in winning that you miss the journey, but not being so comfortable and just embracing the journey that you never want to win so how do you yeah well i mean i i like winning i can't even (laughs) pretend that i don't like winning. so that is something that i've always liked to do and that does not change and i mean i i when i go out there to compete it is not just to be a participant it is to be a competitor and i don't foresee that being any different regardless of what age or level that i am at I do and continue to practice the ability of still loving it, even if I didn't win. But, I mean, I'm competitive and I'm going to continue to be. And I think it's okay to be that way. (laughs) So, Amberly, I know you said you had a set amount of time. We know you're coming to Madison, Wisconsin, to Midwest Horse Fair in April. What else do you have on your calendar this year? Well, I have a whole bunch of speeches and even some clinics planned. I'm actually completely booked out the whole 
I am booked out, whether it's rodeo or speaking or clinics or even a couple of fun things or family things, I am booked out except for eight weekends for the rest of the year. So it's going to wow. be very busy, spread out all over the place. Um, so I'm actually excited on, on where I'll be. I try to keep up on my social media. I'm post on my social media posting where I'm going to be as long as it's a public event. So people can, of course, find me on those. But it's, it's a fun year ahead. That's a great segue. Can you share your social medias and where to find you online and your website? You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. My website's AmberlySnyder.org. Uh, TikTok. I mean, I don't know. All these things these kids have now. You can find me and follow <laughs> my story on all of those on all of those platforms. That's awesome. Well, I hope to see you in Madison, Amberly. I want to thank you for taking the time to talk with me. And I'm sorry I had that that mistake at the beginning there. Is parting advice you'd like to give the listeners? You know, I would tell people that remember to cherish every moment. I think that's one of the biggest things that I'm kind of, I feel like there's always a different message when I do a different podcast or interview of things that I want to share. But I think that's really important. Cherish, cherish every moment that you have, you know, good and bad, the things that challenge you and the things that push you, the things that you learn from, but, you know, also the good things, right? I uh, I kind of laugh when I tell people that I try to earn, whether it's a treat or a, a time with Netflix that's uninterrupted, or I used to love stovetop s'mores, which I still do, but, <laughs> you know, I have these things that I love, and I tell myself I have to earn that every day, and so that's what I would challenge the listeners, is do something every day that is worth an accomplishment, right? Worth a little bit of a reward and building that mentality of success and that mentality of accomplishment and winning will continue to help you through life. And uh, yeah, I think that's maybe just the one thing that is on my mind today. I didn't ask you about, which I intended to, was the role that faith plays in your life. Uh, Huge. It's a huge role. I mean, I tell people there are, there are three things of why I still am who I am and what I am and even here. And that is my faith, my family, and my horses. You know, I'm really lucky to have been raised in a faith that we know that God is with us in every realm and in everything that we do, and there's a purpose for us to serve, and He'll He's there for us to rely on when we need that. So my faith in knowing that I am serving my purpose, and I'm not alone in what I do, and, you know, that people can feel that faith and that hope through my story and my journey is super important to me. And then, of course, having a family that supports me in what I do and I can lean on when I need them and even just enjoy being around right just people who make your heart happy and then of course my horses you know the passion the passion of things that I love to do and you always have to have a passion in what you do so I tell you what those are the three things that make me up and who I am you know my family my faith and my horses thank you Amberly. I know you have to go and thanks again for taking your time to talk with us today and I hope to see you in April at the horse fair absolutely it's gonna be super fun and that's a wrap for another episode of the war horse journal podcast we've had the privilege of connecting with some amazing individuals and amberly schneider is definitely one of them she has inspired us to always hold on to what makes our hearts happy and i think a lot of us are like her for our hearts is definitely the horse but hey the adventure doesn't end here Be sure to catch Walk, Ride, Rodeo on Netflix for the unforgettable journey alongside Amberly Schneider and her horsepower. I, on purpose, did not ask her a lot of questions that would have revealed that whole movie because I want you guys to go over and watch it or watch it again if you watched it before. I've watched it twice and um, it is a powerful testament to how strong the human spirit truly can be. So get a pen ready, head on over to amberleeschneider.org 
And she's probably going to be somewhere near you where you could go hear her speak or learn from her at one of her barrel clinics. She is going to be in so many places from Wisconsin to North Carolina, Hillard, Florida to Paducah, Kentucky, and more. Amberly's passion for horses and empowerment knows no bounds. So for more details on these upcoming events, you head on over to her website. Also there, you can watch the movie trailer. You can listen to interviews and check out her videos. Don't forget to grab a copy of her book, because if you do get to see her in person, you might get a chance to talk to her and get an autograph. Before we sign off, I want to extend a huge thank you to all of our listeners for helping us grow and being part of the Warhorse family. And you encourage us on our journey. Together, let us continue to weave the threads of passion and creativity, building connections and uplifting one another in this extraordinary path called life. And hey, if you're feeling adventurous and you'd like to support the podcast one step further, have you heard of the Warhorse Challenges? Head on over to warhorseendurance.com to sign up and be part of one of these challenges. When you support them, you support me and supporting me helps support the podcast. I'm going to leave you today with this quote that I read on Amberly's Instagram. And if you do Instagram, Facebook, she's on a lot of these social medias. Go on over and follow her. She has beautiful content over there. And you can check out some of her sponsors like Perina and Silver Lining Herbs and see all the things she uses to keep her champions running. So this quote from Amber Lee, your mind is so powerful. What you tell yourself is going to determine how you feel, interact, react, behave, persevere, celebrate, and overcome life. You are valuable. You are successful. You are worthy of love. If you don't train your mind, Emotions in life can drown you. You'll feel overwhelmed, uncared for, lost, and insecure. You cannot change the struggles of life, but you can be strong enough to move forward in spite of them. Miss Amberly Schneider from Instagram. Until next time, y'all, keep riding, stay inspired by your dreams, and let your faith light your way. Happy trails, everyone. Mm-hmm.